Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Thank you very much for turning on this podcast. I very much enjoy the fact that you are here. I can tell every time somebody listens, I know. I know. Uh, if for some reason you might want to listen to these in chunks of 10 with no video component other than just the logo, you can go check these out on YouTube. There's a link in the show notes. I have them in playlists. So there's a whole playlist for all the A episodes. So the first video is episodes A1 through 10, and then the next episode is A11 through 20. goes on like that. There's a playlist for B, a playlist for C, a playlist for D, which is in progress. Um, wow, I just read through the words, and th- most of these words I have never, never heard before, and uh, so let's, I'm, I'm really excited to find out what, what the hell do these mean, and how do you say them? All right, the first word is detrition, D-E-T-R-I-T-I-O-N, noun from 1674, a wearing off or away. So we had, where did it go? We had detriment in the previous episode, which was kind of about wearing away. It was more about injury and damage, but the etymology was about wearing away. So that's why this is wearing off or away is a detrition. Uh, it is sound effect time, and we will do cha. The next word is detritivore. Detritivore, noun from 1959, an organism that feeds on dead and decomposing organic matter. And the example is an earthworm or a fungus. I, when I saw the suffix V-O-R-E, I thought this must be something about eating because we have herbivore and carnivore, but I was not sure about what a detritivore is. So, what is the etymology? Oh, it's not very helpful. Um, The first part is from detritus, which actually is our next word, so that will help. Um, But yeah, it's a thing, like a worm or a fungus, that eats dead and decomposing organic matter. And they are very, very, very important to the circle of life, the carbon cycle, the all of those cycles... We really, really need them, which is why they exist. So, detritivore. How many vores are there? Detritivore, herbivore, carnivore, omnivore. Mm, I don't know. Probably a bunch. I want to. I want to see a list. The next word, cha, detritus. This is what they are eating, I guess. Noun from 1802. One, loose material as rock fragments or organic particles that results directly from disintegration. So as a thing is falling apart, it's getting worn away. We've seen that phrase here recently. Gets worn away from whatever water, rain, uh, uh, wind, something else. Uh, The loose, the rock fragments and the organic particles fall off, and then they are called detritus. 2A, a product of disintegration, destruction, or wearing away. The synonym is debris or debris. 2B, miscellaneous remnants, 
The synonym is just odds and ends. That whole phrase, odds and ends. As in, sifting through the detritus of his childhood. And that is a quote from Michael Tomaski. So basically, the idea of detritus is it's just the stuff that's just, it's just all the, oh, it's the odds and ends. It's the things that have come off other things that we just sort of forget about. It's the stuff that, uh, it's just, it's just there. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it clearly. Um, and then the earthworms and the fungus, the fungi, come along and eat the detritus. But I don't think they'll be eating any rock fragments or the things from your childhood unless they are organic material and you put them in the dirt. Detrital is an adjective. Yeah, the etymology, uh, it looks the same as, uh, where was it? Detriment. Looks the same as detriment. The stuff that has been worn away. I, I think I still do have a fair amount of detritus from my childhood. I guess I'll probably have to deal with that. The next word. Detro. Detro. That's this word. Uh, It's two words. D-E and then T-R-O-P. There's a P in there, but you pronounce it detro. Adjective from 1752. Too much or too many. And the synonyms are superfluous and excessive. So what is this is an adjective. So how would you use this in a sentence? Oh, I have too many books. Uh, this podcast has too many episodes. So uh but it's it's an adjective. So it would be the there's the episodes are detro. There are there is a detro. I don't even know how to put it in a sentence. These episodes, this podcast is detro. Maybe. The next word. This is a fun word. Detumescence. Detumescence. D-E-T-U-M-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. Noun from 1678. Subsidence or diminution of swelling or erection. So this is when there's... Uh, so let's say you got a bump on the head and it got all swelled up as it's uh, going down. The action, I guess, of the bump going down would be detumescence. Detumescence. And then, of course, there's the other word in there, erection. If there's a whole lot of blood in the penis, it's erect. And then as that goes down, that is a detumescence. That's the opposite of of an erection. And now everybody, I think, should use that word now. Detumescent is an adjective. So I guess you could say that the bump on your head or your penis is detumescent if it is no longer in that state. Does that make sense? Uh, This is from the Latin detumescere, detumescere, and that means to become less swollen, and that is from day plus tumescere, which means to swell. So tumescere is to swell. Day tumescere is to be the opposite. It's to become less swollen.
And there's more at the word tumescent, which I can only imagine means basically to to swell. Yeah, to become erect, possibly. Never heard of that word, or this word for that matter. The next word, cha. This is Deucalion. Deucalion. It is spelled capital D E U C A L I O N. Deucalion. It is a noun from 1565. A survivor with his wife Pyrrha of a great flood by which Zeus destroys the rest of the human race. This is another one of those old flood stories. So, I don't know this Greek flood story, but I guess Zeus decided to destroy the entire human race by a flood, except for Deucalion and his wife Pyrrha. That's just what I'm gathering. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes uh, to find more about this whole Greek flood story. The next word. I'm familiar with this next handful of words. Cha. This first one is deuce or deuce, if you want to get that Y sound in there, deuce, D-E-U-C-E. That is how it is spelled. This is the first form, noun from the 15th century, 1A1, the face of a die, D-I-E, that bears two spots. That's the the side that has the two. You, You roll the dice, if it comes up, with the two dots, the two, the number two, then that is a deuce. 1A2. A playing card bearing an index number two. I think you can see a pattern here. It's all about two. 1B. A throw of the dice yielding two points. So I guess that would be two ones. Two, if you have two dice, two die one die and one die, then if you get snake eyes, that's the other name for that. If it's a one and a one, then that's two points. I guess maybe other games might score them differently, but you can't throw a two and a zero, so it's got to be a one and a one. Number two, a tie in tennis after each side has scored 40, requiring two consecutive points by one side to win. A tie in tennis after each side has scored 40. I think it's like 15, 30, 40. Tennis has the weirdest scoring I have ever seen. Requiring two consecutive points by each one side to win. Yeah, so basically they're tied up and they're... um, So the way that I think the scoring goes in tennis is 15, 30, 40, and then the winning point. But you have to win by two. So if one person is at 40 and the other person's at 30, I could have my numbers wrong, but I think it's right, then the person who gets 40, if they get one more point, they win because they won by two points. But if they're both at 40, then one person has to get two additional points to, to win. And so if one person gets one point when they're at 40, and then the other person gets a point, then they're just back at deuce. They're tied. So... I don't know why they call this one deuce. I think I can think of two things. One of them is that there's two people who have the same score and they call it a deuce because it's two and there's two people. 
or two teams if it's doubles. Or they call it deuce because you need two points to win from that point. I don't know which it is. Number three has its own etymology, so we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, But 3A, the synonyms are devil and dickens. This is used chiefly as a mild oath, as in, what the deuce is he up to now? What the deuce is he up to now? I don't know what he is up to now, but what the deuce is it? I've never heard this. This is fantastic. 3B, something notable of its kind, as in, a deuce of a mess. Hmm. A deuce of a mess. This is uh, also new to me. So, what does the etymology say? It says it is from Middle English, deus, D-E-W-E-S, from Anglo-French, deus, which means two, from Latin, duos, which means ace, that's an E, right? Ace, which is the masculine of duo, which means two. Oh, no, ace, that's an, uh, that's an abbreviation. No, it's a, it is A-C-C. Okay, let's start that part over again. So the Latin, duo, that's all we need to know. That means two, and there's more at the word two. So this is always about two of something, except for number three, which is from the obsolete English word, deuce, spelled the same way, which means bad luck. Hmm. And that one is not in this book, it looks like. I guess because it's obsolete. But you, they put in obsolete things here, so I don't know what that's all about. So bad luck. That's why it's devil or dickens. What the deuce is he up to now? What a deuce of a mess that he created with the thing he was up to. How can I get this into my everyday language? I don't know. There is another definition for deuce, which is probably in the Urban Dictionary and not in this dictionary, but um, a lot of people call um, a poop, a dump, a shit, a crap. They call that a deuce. Because usually you say if you're going number two, then uh, that's a poopy. And uh, two is deuce, and deuce is two, and deuce is poo. There we go. The next word. It's deuce again. Second form. Transitive verb from 1919. To bring the score of to deuce. Uh, In the example of what you are bringing the score of, what sort of game, it is a tennis game or set. So if the tennis players are deucing, they are tying up the score. That's pretty much it. Tennis players are great at deucing. The next word is deuced or deuced. You, it's, uh, it is two, two syllables. I would have thought deuced, but no, it is deuced. We just added a D to the end of deuce. Adjective from 1782. Synonyms are damned and confounded. As in, in a deuced fix. Oh, we don't want to be in that fix, that situation. Maybe the car broke down. Oh, we're in a deuced fix. Nobody uses this anymore. Anybody who might say something like, oh, confound it, they might also use deuced. It's a good word. Next. Deuces wild. Two words, 
noun from 1927, a card game, like poker, in which each deuce may represent any card designated by its holder. Uh, yeah, it's a two. Any two can be any other card. I don't understand why the two has another name, especially in cards. Or po- po- poker. 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 Poker, more specifically. Do the other cards have other names? I feel like the um, Jack, King, Queen, those might have other names too. Aces, probably. But what? why did the two become deuce? I just don't really understand that. Next word. Deus ex machina. Deus ex, you could also say deus ex machina. Machina, machina. Deus ex ma, ooh, you could say machina. Deus ex machina. But that that's because it looks like machine and people don't really know how to pronounce this the proper way, so that's uh, probably not the best way to pronounce it. Deus ex machina. Noun from 1697. One, a god introduced by means of a crane in ancient Greek and Roman drama to decide the final outcome. Basically, they didn't know how to end their story, so they would just bring in a god and say, okay, this is how this is going to go. Number two, a person or thing, as in fiction or drama, that appears or is introduced suddenly and unexpectedly and provides a contrived solution to an apparently insoluble difficulty. Again, same idea, not literally a god, but something or something, something or some person that comes in and and basically helps to uh, to solve the situation, the the problem, the drama, the climax, and uh, so then they fix it and it's all done. And um, it's maybe not the most clever way to finish a story. This is New Latin and it means a god from a machine, Deus ex machina, and uh, that's a translation of the Greek Theus ex Mechanis. I don't know if I said that right. You're just going to have to deal with my pronunciation. So, yeah, I guess the machine, what would the machine be? Oh, well, in the case of number one, they bring the god out by a crane. Did they have cranes back then? Maybe, I guess, in 1700 or so. Um, And I guess in number two, the machine would be maybe just the person writing the material. The machine is just the thing that's making it all happen, I guess. I don't know. But yes, Deus Ex Machina. There is that movie, Ex Machina. I should probably watch that again uh, and think about the idea of Deus Ex Machina in terms of that movie. I'm sure it's probably not hard to figure out. The next word. Cha. It is the abbreviation capital D-E-U. And that is an abbreviation for Deuteronomy, which is that going to be in here? Yes, we are going to see some of that word and other words like it in the next episode. But we do have uh, some other related words with the with the prefix. The next word, cha, 
It's the prefix, deuter or deutero. And there's no year, and it just means second or secondary. Didn't know that. As in deuteranopia. How do you say this word? Deuteranopia. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, Deuteranopia. Deuteranopia. That's how you pronounce that word. So something about second or secondary. Uh, This is from the Greek... Hmm, not what I was expecting. There's the Greek word dein, D-E-I-N, and that means to lack. And then also from the Sanskrit dosa, which means fault or lack. Hmm, would it be like second place? Might be lacking to first place? Is that how we are supposed to think about it? It is kind of interesting, though, that, you know, deuce is two and... um, I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's got to be related somehow back in the Greek age time. The next word. Deuteragonist. Deuteragonist. Noun from 1855. One, the actor taking the part of second importance in a classical Greek drama. I have not heard of this because I didn't study theater, but I have a feeling that most theater people, if they went to school for theater, acting, stuff like that, that they probably have heard this term. Um, the deuteragonist. This, this is great. How am I just learning about this word now? Number two, a person who serves as a foil to another. So... Sort of similar, second importance, maybe like Othello and Iago. Iago, I think, did something bad. Isn't there that story of who? Jesus and the other one? Judah, Jude, do, 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 I don't remember. Um, second importance. This is from, um, let's see, the Greek Deuteragonistes, which is from Deuter. So we know that means second or secondary, plus Agonistes which means combatant or actor. And there's more at the word protagonist, which I think most people have probably heard. That's the the lead character in the story. Um, And then second to that would be the deuteragonist. And then, of course, there's the antagonist, which is the villain. The last word in this episode is... No, that's not the word. That's the sound effect. The word is... Deuteronamalis. Deuteronamalis. D-E-U-T-E-R-A-N-O-M-A-L-O-U-S. Deuteronamalis. Adjective from 1911. Exhibiting partial loss of green color vision so that an increased intensity of green is required in a mixture of red and green to match a given yellow. Hmm. That's that's fascinating. Are we talking about paint here? Um, this is from Deuteronomalia? Wait a minute. Yes, uh, and it's anomaly. That's from the Latin anomalia, which means anomaly. Uh, it's an abnormal trichromatism. That's, well, that's in vision. Oh, so it's not paint. Yes, it is actually vision. 
partial loss of green color in vision, I have heard that the most common form of color blindness is having trouble distinguishing between green and red. So that, what does it say? You need increased intensity of green in a mixture of red and green. So when you're looking at a thing that has both red and green, you need more intensity of green. But why is it to match a given yellow? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes so we can learn more about this. There's a lot of different kinds of color blindness. There are some people who only see in gray tones. I used to work with somebody who was like that, and they could actually, they'd learned over the years to distinguish what sort of gray tone was a different color. And there were a couple that still tripped them up, but they were impressively really good at that. Um, I just can't even imagine what that is like. And of course, they can't imagine what it's like for other people. There are those sunglasses that will help, um, and I think they do a pretty good job, but I think it can be maybe a little intense for some people. Mm, Yeah. It's a fascinating, fascinating thing. I don't think I have any form of color blindness. I think I see colors actually very, very well. And uh, yeah, it's just how I see the world. So the words in this episode were detrition, detritivore, detritus, detro, de- detumescent, or detumescence, deucalion, deuce. Deuce, deuced, deuces, wild, deus ex machina, dut, deuter, or deutero, deuteragonist, and deuteranomalous. I really don't know which one to pick. Um, there were a few that were really kind of interesting, and uh, who? I don't know. Okay, so going from bottom to top, we got a colorblind thing, we got the second in a show, in a play, in a thing secondary the deus ex machina is pretty interesting deuce is wild deuce is deuce to do to do do um let's see detumescence was a pretty interesting word for what it is just uh i just love the fact that there's a word for that of the d swelling hmm uh detritivore yeah maybe we'll pick detritivore because they are the things that eat the stuff the detritivore is the thing that eats the stuff. It eats the organic dead and decomposing matter. Let's go get some detritivore so they can eat up all the matter. Hey, 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 hey. All right, that is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time. Next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.